Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome aboard the National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Stills. There is so much going on right now in the NFL. There is so much going on with your Eagle team. There's so many great storylines. Cowboy week. Hey, don't ever let anybody tell you that Dallas week doesn't matter. What are you, crazy? Anytime you step on an NFL football field, it matters. If you're keeping fucking score, it matters. It matters. You can't stop momentum. I'm not looking to stop momentum. We made it yesterday very clear that guess what we wanted? I really don't want to rest my guys. I know they're going to do it anyway, but I don't want to rest anybody because I don't want the momentum to stop. This football team since week eight has absolutely been one of the best teams in the NFC. Why do a layup game on Sun a Saturday? Excuse me. Hate when people do this. Mail it in. Don't mail anything in in your life. If it's worth your time, it's worth your effort. If I'm going to go out there and I'm going to put something on tape, I want it to matter. Say something. I always tell people that. Ask me for advice when they get into broadcasting. Say something. Do you know how many shows out there in sports broadcasting say nothing? 99% of them say nothing. Say something. Say something that matters. Have an opinion. Very easy. Everything in life, if you're going to put an effort into it, it's worth winning at. No mailing it. Hey, you think the city of Philadelphia mails it in every day? Absolutely not. Ben Simmons mails it in. Jason Kelsey plays every week. Loves being an Eagle. Loves being in Philly. Loves it. I'm going to get to the topic here. And guys, I'll tell you what. Birdman, I'm fired up too. Guys, please hit the like button. The last two days have been two of the greatest days in the National Football Show's history. And I can't thank you guys enough. I cannot thank you guys enough, man. It's been amazing. By the way, hour two, Brad Sham, the legendary voice of the Dallas Cowboys, will be with us, and we'll talk to him about Cowboy Eagle Week. That'll be in hour number two. Now, if you're new to the program, okay? If you're new to the program, just watch all the legendary Big Sills Army people how they do this. You guys are sensational. I love you guys, man. Hey, it's the highlight of my day talking to you guys. 
And I haven't said that in sports broadcasting in probably 10 years. Not kidding. I love the city of Philly. I love football fans all across the country. I love you guys. Do you know I've had more engagement with you guys than any show that I've done in the last 12 years? And I've been in the business 30 years. It's just the most fun I've had. And I'll tell you what. Hey, Eastside Monster, I can't thank you enough, dog. So if you're new to the program, please hit the like button. But again, I, I, and, and guys, I know you guys are posted now, but I got some topics here for you, okay? Let's get into them here. We're all in agreement, right, that Jalen Hurts, are we not all in agreement that Jalen Hurts has earned the opportunity to be the starting quarterback going into 2022 and maybe beyond, right? We've all agreed. I'll tell you what, I asked Chris Sims that question yesterday, and he said, yeah. Looks like he is the future of the team. Let me ask you something here, though. You guys bring this up, and it's mostly, how about this? Chalk it up, Sports Philly. Nick, how about this? East Canada, I love you too, man. Cal, how about this? Dude, that's really nice, man. Okay, wait a minute. I got to act like Xander. Stop that shit. <laughs> hey, no, I'm kidding. I, hey, 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 gratuitous Big Sills love. You guys get a lot of love back, okay? I'm a ham for it. But guys, hey, man. Philiopolis, man, thank you, man. You guys, please. It's really, it's, it's humbling. It's humbling. It's funny. You know what? I can't tell you what kind of a jackass I've been on the air for those 30-plus years, too. And you guys humble me. I never thought a city would humble me. It's an honor to talk to you. It is. I've talked to some of the biggest cities in the country. This is maybe one of the best cities. Yep. I love Tampa, too, and there's other places in Boston and all those other joints. But I'll tell you something. There's something about you guys. I just mentioned that we all are in agreement. That Hertz has done everything we've asked, right? Thank you, Ralph. Am I right when I say that? Jalen has done everything we've asked. Alternate to the Pro Bowl. Got the team to a winning record. They're a postseason team. What more can you ask of the guy? But does Howie Roseman believe that Jalen's the quarterback in 2022? Guys, tell me, do you believe that Howie believes he's the guy? I don't think so. Lawrence, you think so? You think that Howie sold? That Jalen Hurts is the future of the football team? Six Nine says Jalen has done everything except being consistent with the deep ball accuracy. Larry says first season as head coach of the Eagles. Dick Vermeil, four games. Buddy Ryan, okay? Five and ten, Ralph, with no competent number two or three wide receiver, he's done enough for me. Paul says I don't trust Howie. 
Phil Simms says a quarterback has to do better than 16 touchdowns and nine picks. Spike, thank you, brother. Hit the like button. You guys are awesome here. Chalking up Sports Philly. I'm not sure of how he sold, but it'd be a gold star on his resume to have drafted him, and he ends up being the guy. That is a great take. You're right. That is a great take right there. That's a great take. Birdman says how he recognizes the power of a second-rounder rookie contract. Absolutely. You get to build your defense and other components of your football team. T. Lewis, as long as Jalen progresses, how he can't say anything. But do you believe he sold? You guys have conditioned me all year that you don't trust him. Alonzo says, can we fire Gannon, hire Zimmer if he gets fired? Alonzo, in the last 10 games, you've given up 18 or fewer points. They're not going to fire Jonathan Gannon. There's no way. BF says, Sills great. Eagles, D suspect. <laughs> Dave says, Phil Sims also should have known better that the Eagles – are a running team with a young QB in his first year. David says if Jalen wins one playoff game, Howie is on board. Ticket stamped. Paul says Howie thinks he's playing mad in video games. Guys, you got to think of you can't, you cannot put the elephant in the room in a drawer and go, well, you know. How he's sold already when you know his actions right now because he likes to have the power of being able to say that he built this roster. Don't you think it'd be more of a feather in his hat if he sent Jalen Hurts to Seattle in exchange for Russell Wilson in a trade package? There's a couple years remaining on Russell Wilson's deal. Let's not forget something here. Jalen Hurts has now become a first-round commodity. You could put a trade package together now with two first-round picks and Jalen Hurts and say, hey, how about this? Let's send it down to Houston. I got a Pro Bowl quarterback here. I'll give you a Pro Bowl quarterback, one or two first-round draft choices for Deshaun or for Russell Wilson. Is Howie Roseman sold on him being the future? Pasquale, good afternoon, brother. BF says Hertz has earned the spot next year, but he hasn't earned it long-term. Well, then, BF, then get this, how he's not sold, in your opinion. Philly says this, this is such a great opportunity. Cap space, oh, my God. How about this? I would say this, this is the most important draft in offseason in Philadelphia history. There's only one other time that I would say that you guys have had a more important offseason. That's when Reggie decided to leave and go to Green Bay. Is that fair? When Reggie decided to leave Philadelphia and go to Green Bay, that took the heart of the football team with it. And Philadelphia had to recoup, and it took a lot, didn't it? When you lost the greatest defensive player next to Lawrence Taylor in the history of the league, and he goes to Green Bay and wins the Super Bowl, that had to be like a dagger in the back. Dave, this is your biggest offseason because it's a chance to build a dynasty. 
<laughs> Filiopoulos says how he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know, man. You can't go by what he did this year and say that. But pretty successful. Coach is successful. Quarterback successful. Cap space. Draft choices. Come on now. Right? Hey, East Cannon for life. White to the Packers broke my heart. That's what I'm saying here, that this offseason here, Camden, this offseason here is as important as anyone that you have ever may have had in your lifetime as an Eagle fan. Sills, are you sold on Hurts for seven years, 200? No way. No way. I'm not signing anybody for seven years at that position. Absolutely not. I wouldn't sign Lamar Jackson to that contract because I'm not sure when he's going to get banged up. If he was a seven-step guy and a drop-back guy like Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, that's a different conversation. But when part of your arsenal is running with the football, in my opinion, guys, you always are a hit away from being on the bench with an injury. Right? Vasily says Jalen Hurts starts next year. Trade back first-round picks to get additional picks in 2023. If Hurts does not improve in the second year, use the first-round picks to trade up and get Bryce Young. Uh, by the way, you notice Xander loves that because you know why. That's his boy from Bama. I wonder who he's going for on Monday night. <laughs> right? And by the way, that's something that Xander's been crowing, and I don't have a problem with that, actually. Wow, replacing a Bama guy with another Bama guy. Would that be a dagger And Jalen Hurts is back again? I'm being replaced by another Bama guy? Jesus, criminy. <laughs> I can't get away from these guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. Wait, I just got replaced by another Bama guy. Yeah, but Jalen, this guy won the Heisman National Championship, and this guy's already a millionaire before he even signs with a team. That's what's crazy about that, right? Dude, this offseason is the most important offseason I have ever seen. How about this? This has the makings of Jimmy Johnson building the Cowboys. Roll Tide. Sure, okay. Today. (laughs) I love Bryce Young, but not a guarantee he's going to be a stud. I'll tell you what, though, man. He sure looks at what that moxie had in that Auburn game. Then he turns around and he just polacks the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. I mean, come on, man. So you beat Auburn in the Iron Bowl, and then you turn around and win the SEC championship game, solidifies your Heisman Trophy, and you had to go 90, what was it, 93 yards to tie that game up to get it to overtime to win it? I don't know, man. That's pretty good stuff. Okay? Nunez says CBS Sports has... Hertz ranked 16th. Larry says, we love you, Dan. A friend of Willie Jerome Brown is a friend of ours. Thank you. Okay, go get those battle fatigues. I don't know if I can fit in them anymore. <laughs> Getting off the airplane and fatigues. William, thank you, brother. Thanks for coming aboard, man. Hey, guys, please hit the like button. Thank you, William, for reminding me of that. Beat Glade, you don't want to pay any quarterback that much. Have to learn from what you learned from golf and Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott overpaid, overrated. We're going to talk a little bit about that, too. 
okay? So, I mean, Howie can't be completely sold on this. He can't be. Jeremiah says, I asked the same thing because the national narrative is going to be Howie's a genius. And honestly, as Howie hater, I've cause to pause looking at his recent body of work. That's right. Jeremiah, he's had a great year. Last year, too, getting Darius Slay. By the way, thank you very much. Okay. Lewis is the one thing that wants to be the most. I want a passing offense. Damn, I want a winning offense. Right? I want a winning offense. That's what I'm looking at. I want a winning offense. Okay? So, I mean, yeah, man. Make no mistake about it. Okay, here. I could care less if she if she passes the ball. <laughs> I want to score points. Me too, dude. I so don't care. You know what I'm saying? I so don't care. All right? I really don't. I don't care. Okay? Hey, let me ask you this too. Let's 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 transition into this here. Okay? Let's go into this one also. What's your biggest concern going into the playoffs? Young coach? Let me give you, and I'll give you some examples of stuff. Young quarterback. What's your biggest concern going into the postseason? Hey, last year I thought that Matt LaFleur, for all the love that he's getting for Coach of the Year this year, yeah, we'll throw defense in there. I thought he screwed that whole thing up, his coaching staff. <laughs> oh, man, hey. All right, so, hey, the Internet's acting up again. All right, we may have to take a timeout so that we can straighten this bad puppy up. Oh, we're good? All right, Xander says we're good. Kami Cali, man. Kami Cali. I thought that Matt LaFleur, I thought he, I thought he dropped the ball in the NFC Championship game. I did, guys. How about when his defense gave up that seven points going into the half, and then he decides to kick the freaking field goal? Go for it on fourth down, bro. You give the ball to Tom Brady, you ain't getting that ball back. You ain't getting that ball back. Thanks, Jeff. Young quarterback. Hey, especially you know this, you're going to have to go on the road somewhere. You're going to have to go on the road to L.A. Okay? You're going to have to go on the road potentially to Tampa. All roads seem to lead to Tampa. Is it defense? Is it your young quarterback? Is it your coach? I don't think the moment is to, or your defense, like you said, guys. 
I don't think you have to worry about your quarterback. I really don't. I don't think you have to worry about my quarterback. I think you got to worry about the head coach. Okay? He's never been in this situation. Situational play calling is going to be essential in this whole thing here. Right? I'm worried about my coach. I am completely worried about the coach when it comes to all this. Okay? How are you going to play call? Are you going to come out of your um, identity again like you did in those two Washington games? Because let me just say this to you guys. You get down by 10 points. You get down by 10 points. That's right. Slow starts. Guys, Blade, slow starts. Dante, appreciate you coming aboard. Guys, slow starts are going to kill you in the postseason. I mean, look at the quarterbacks you're playing against. You're playing against guys who take advantage of mistakes. Okay? Hey, but but Chris, start fast. Philadelphia doesn't have a start fast football team. Here's what I want. Play field position. Do you know the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Do you know what it's comparable to? Do you know how you guys go to a bar on draft night or you're sitting around at home and you got a bunch of your boys over and your loved ones over and you're waiting to see who the Eagles draft and all of a sudden you hear this. With the seventh pick, the Eagles draft offensive tackle, Will Smith from nowhere you. And everyone in the room hates the pick because it's not a sexy pick. The Eagles have an unsexy offense. Okay? And remember something, what the owner of the Eagles is. This guy is a television producer. He's a movie producer. He likes to put a good show on like Jerry does. That's why they kind of don't hate the approach. They kind of don't like the approach. Okay? To me, hey, if I have a three and out, that's all right. As long as you're getting the ball on your 20 all the time, punting is also part of the game. Okay, patience and poise are going to be so essential for the Eagles in the opening round of the playoffs. By the way, I think you guys are going to win the opening round. I, I don't care if it's the Bucks, the Rams. I don't care who it is. I'm hoping it's the Rams. But it looks like it's going to be the Bucks. Hey, man, I think the Bucks got a lot of issues. I don't think they're the same running attack as they were a year ago. I think their offensive line is still playing well. They're going to have to rely on really running the ball. I think the wide receiving core is banged up. And the Buccaneers, if you could, hey, if the Buccaneers can run over the New Orleans Saints defensive front seven, you can run over the Bucs. Winning is more entertaining than anything. Yeah, but that's to a Philadelphia Eagle fan. You're so right, Philly. But, but that's not what sells tickets to the average. See, guys, I'm going to give you a little secret here. You know who you guys are right now who we're talking to? Guys, in our business, you're known as P1s. You know what that means? Then again, Philadelphia, the entire city is a bunch of P1s. And you know what that means? That means you guys are hardcore and you guys are loyal to the soil. Okay? Loyal to the soil. You just want to win. But the average fan who's a fringe fan, those P2s and 3s 
who are kind of like casual observers, they see a team run the ball and punt. It's boring to them. They don't understand the strategy of the game. Samuel, of course you guys are, man. That's what you guys are, man. But guess what? When you're a football team that runs the rock the way you do, dude, man, you wear teams out like you did in 2017. Cowboy fans, that's totally what they are. Man, they're so overhyped this year. They really are. Man, I'd love to have those guys in the opening playoff round. Oh, and by the way, this weekend, man, I hate the fact that this game to organizations don't matter. To the fans, it's a disgrace. I'm not laying up anything, man. Think about that for a second, right? Okay? You got Cowboy Week and your organization and even the Cowboy organization. They're talking to sitting guys. Man, that's the biggest disgrace of all time. Fans should get a, a refund on their money. Philiopolis says, sit the starters, get ready for the playoff war. So you want to play it like a playoff game. Let's talk a little bit about that. Don't forget in hour two, Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, will be with us. I want to get his thoughts on Dak Prescott's season so far. I want to get your thoughts too, man, okay, on what you think Dak, $75 million they paid that dude. And I got a guy in the second round that's making $1.5 bucks, And I think he's kind of played right along with Dak Prescott, Jalen Hurts. We'll do that. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team, and also experience Krause's Coaching, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coaching here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Bill. <laughs> hey, by the way, you see Jerry Jones already running to the front of the line. Jerry Jones goes like this, right? Jerry, Hey, Jerry Jones goes like this, right? Well, if you guys don't want to have the Super Bowl in Los Angeles because of whatever, COVID-19 protocols, we'll take it. You know they're not going to have the Super Bowl in Los Angeles now. <laughs> Jerry's already making it public. Yeah, we've had a couple people with the sniffles, and we can't have the Super Bowl here. <laughs> no wonder they shut my Wi-Fi off. <laughs> we, can, we can't have it. I don't know why I'm doing that. How come every time when I'm talking about people in L.A., I do this? <laughs> it's 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 almost like a react what's going here let me try that again you know the people i can't i can't stop it it's 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 almost like you know a reaction when i'm talking about people in la you know <laughs> people in la you know i don't i don't i we can't have people coming in from out of town are you kidding me You've got to wear a mask when you're inside the toilet of your own home. When you go to McDonald's and you're in your own car, you've got to eat your Big Mac through your mask. Don't take that thing down. I don't care if you swallow your mask. <laughs> Things going to be a Dallas. You know it is. What a snowflake state. I hate it. Hey, by the way, views are awesome. People are great. Okay, government sucks. Hey, 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 do me a favor, post that again. I didn't read it out. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate it. Got to get your opinion as a player on Dallas acting like little schoolgirls and crying to the media about the refs. <laughs> Here, I'll write that down right now. Hang on for you. Jeremiah, hang on. I had to get that out because L.A. may not have the Super Bowl. You know. Hey. Even though, I, oh, oh, I must have it. Really? <laughs> Let me stop, right? Hey, hey, Charles, Dale Mabry's traffic sucks. Hey, man, you know how many times I was almost late getting to WDAE? Absolutely, brother. <laughs> hey, hey, Spa City Chop, right? Well, you know it's L.A. 
we got so many other things to do. What a woke city. So soft. Speaking of soft, before I get to Jalen and the Cowboy Week, exactly what I thought, and by the way, not that I'm a fortune teller and not that I like to do this like every one of your other asshole media people in Philadelphia like to do. I told you so. But speaking of assholes, there's a guy who's a Hall of Fame and an MVP voter named Hub Arkash. He's based in Chicago. And you know what? Here's a person that should have his MVP vote stricken from the ability to be able to vote for a player. I don't give a shit what you think Aaron Rodgers, Hub. I've had him on the show. Somebody asked uh, me to get him on. I had him on before when I was speaking to WDAE. I had him on at WDAE. He was a horrible guest. He's terrible on the air. Uh, I would never have that asshole on my show again. He's barred. He goes, I'm not voting for Aaron Rodgers. You know, you know, you know what? If he would have came out and said this, I'll tell you what, Joe Burrow, man, what he's done in Cincy has been remarkable. Brady, again, with all the injuries and the offensive attack and the wide receivers, the whole A-B thing, all of that. You know, you, you when you hear those arguments, you can go like this. All right, Jonathan Taylor, what he's done in Indianapolis. But when you make the comment, I'm not voting for him because I hate him, and, of course, we know it's code because he's not vaccinated, then you ask yourself, hey, fucker, no one cares what you think. I don't care about your politics. You were asked to do a job. You know what that job was? Who's the MVP of the season? Who's the most valuable person, player to his team this year? Have you seen the Packers? When you put Jordan Love in, that's a five-win team at best. You put Jordan Love on that Packer team, they win five ball games. Instead, over the last three years, you're most likely going to have a football team that's won 40 ball games in the regular season. But he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, according to him, is an asshole. That's some criterion. That's not like... That, that's like the baseball writers not putting Bonds or Clemens in the Hall of Fame. Are you under some notion that baseball fans don't know that those guys were juicers? I, I mean, Gaylord Perry, through a spitter, wrote three books on it, on how he cheated the game and manipulated the game. There's former Klansmen that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame who were out-and-out racist. Those guys were in, Tris Speaker, all them guys. But Bonds never failed a drug test in his entire time as a Major League Baseball player, and the only thing you have is accusations. Federal government lost $50 million trying to prosecute him, and the only thing they got him on, you know Bonds was under house arrest for what? Not steroids, but for obstruction. Because he wouldn't turn Victor Conti in. The Balco guy. Ethical. If you put the same treatment on some of these voters, this is why you ask the question, why should a non-athlete have a voting power to go thumbs up or thumbs down like Caesar when it comes to MVPs or Pro Football Hall of Fame people? It's ridiculous. I'm not putting him MVP because he's an asshole. Dude, that's a dick statement. 
That is an absolute, you're making, you see what he did was, because he got a run of publicity over it, he made his vote and he made himself accentuate more of a visible identity on who he is using his vote, using the player. You understand what I'm saying here, right? He used his vote in Aaron Rodgers to accentuate his public visibility. He knew if he said something as outrageous as that, people would respond because social media, that's how you light a fire. He did it. He used the hard work of a player. He used the hard work of a football team to make himself relevant. Have you ever heard of Hub Arkazi or whatever the hell his name is until yesterday? Hardcore dudes know who he is because he's a MVP voter and a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. By the way, now you know this. He won't be voting for Aaron Rodgers for the Hall of Fame. Oh, because he's a bad guy. That's not a criteria. You know, you don't have to like everybody you work with, guys. You don't. By the way, Big Chris says, now Google uh, saying OJ didn't do it. <laughs> okay? Flex says, Brady MVP, and it's, it's not, you're right, it's not close. And Brady, 12 picks? Aaron Rodgers has got home field advantage? Again? It's not close, dude. That's right, Chris. It's clickbait. It's clickbait. It's total clickbait. Oh, I know. 6'9", what, what an absolute cupcake, man. He, he doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. I don't like you, so I'm not voting for you. <laughs> I'd like to call him something else. All right, maybe I will. The guy's a pussy, man. Give me a break. All right, let's move on here. Let's go to Jalen. We started the show off by saying that Howie's got to believe. Howie's got to believe. He's got to. You know, you know what the most impressive thing about Jalen has been? Watch this. Two and five. 90% of us on this thing were doing this. I don't know. To some form or fashion, I don't know. As the season kept going on, that went down to 70%. Then it got down to 60%. Then it got down to 50%. As the season kept going on, we kept doing this. Guys winning. Guys winning. Know this, though. Jalen is in the same boat as Dak. Except the money. Follow me here. Look at how Dak has wobbled this year without a running attack. Dak at the beginning of the year with a healthy offensive line. Happened to think that old line's a little bit overrated. What happened when that running attack started walking backwards a little bit? Dak's number started walking back a little bit. Production and points started walking back a bit. The Cowboys had to rely, believe it or not, on that defense a little bit when it came to takeaways, right? And when they weren't getting the takeaways, they were getting killed by teams like Denver. 
You see what Arizona did to him, too. When you weren't getting the takeaways, all of a sudden, what happened? Not a real big running attack. Dak needs the same kind of components around him. Now, is Dak Prescott a little bit more accurate? Yes. But then again, he's got C.D. Lamb, and he's got Amari Cooper. Okay? Those two wide receivers make a massive difference. Look at what Jalen's throwing to. A very good tight end. By the way, I'm not going to call Dallas Goddard a superstar tight end yet. I'm not doing that. I think he's a very good tight end. That dude drops a little bit too many passes for me to call him great. Let's do this. He's very good with great potential in the high ceiling. Am I right when I say that? Right? Big fish, little boat. Jalen is way more dangerous than Dak. I never thought of it like that. Okay, think, of, think about that, okay? Who, who, if there's more components around your football team that are not hitting on all cylinders, like say you've got injuries in the O-line, Jalen's a better open field runner than Dak Prescott is, is he not? Not that I want to have Jalen doing that. My point is Jalen can, can do more with less. He's proving it. By the way, to go to you guys' point, let me say this to you. Okay? When you got a quarterback playing as well as you think he's playing, and I'm talking about Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has had a fine season this year. His football team's most likely going to be a playoff team. But here's the deal here. Dude, when I got Jonathan Taylor running for almost 2,000 yards, I'm not being called on to win a lot of ball games. I don't really have to be the center point. Like Troy Aikman. No one – here, I'm going to – guys, maybe this is the better comparison. Okay? Chris, right. That's how I look at Goddard. No shade. No shade. How many people think that Troy Aikman was the driving force to the Dallas Cowboys dynasty? How many people thought that, that he was the driving force? I don't think I ever thought he was. True leader of that team was Michael Irvin. And the guy that that thing was centered around was Emmett Smith. I mean, what's wrong with having a Dallas Cowboy-type offense? Okay? Flex, I think Irvin was the leader, the spiritual leader in that, right? Tony, it was Emmett. Well, that's what the Eagles have to keep striving to be. Like the triplets. Devontae Smith continuing to develop. By the way, they need a possession wideout. Here's the one thing I'll say about your offense. Tell me if you guys agree. It's one thing to have Devontae Smith, but he's not a possession guy. You need a third down possession guy. Do you know who I would love to have on that football team? My God Almighty, could you imagine having DeAndre Hopkins on that team? That guy is the best third down back, or third, excuse me, the best third down wide receiver. I He's always catching passes on third down and getting first downs. He is spectacular at that. I would love to have a guy like Hopkins on my football team, especially a football team that's being constructed the way the Eagles are constructing um, under Howie Roseman. They need to have that. I don't want another burner on the other side. 
I want a big physical wide receiver to kind of go along with Devontae. It'll create more space. The running game that the Eagles are developing is going to create a better passing game. But you have to have patience with it. Wick, Hopkins catches everything. He catches everything, man. Jeremiah says, I've been saying this, Sills. That's why I wanted Goodwin. Just build around Hurts. I, I, I just, listen, like I said, they need to solidify a possession wide out. I don't want another speed guy on the other side of Devontae. I don't need it. Oh, break. <laughs> hey, hey, dude. So, no, so I guess Jalen Rager now is like, um, I guess he's crying about the fans booing him. What'd you think you were going to get, dog? You're in Philadelphia, guy. You don't show up to work and give an effort. Excuse me, I'll take that back. You show up for your paycheck and you don't give any effort. Guys, hit the like button. Thank you, Wick. Thank you. Dude, really? See, he's crying about... Dude, the worst thing you could do is cry to the fan base. So Jalen Rager's crying to you guys now because you guys are booing him. You know what I would do if that were me? I would do this. Hey, they have every right to boo me. I need to play better. You're going to win fans over with that. Honesty always wins people over. And get this, they even win the haters over. Because there's nowhere to go with that. When you start doing this shit, watch this. Well, I don't hear it. You know, it doesn't really phase me. And you're lying. You're lying. Okay? That's right. Hey, Philly, isn't that the simplest thing you could possibly say to somebody? Hey, just win. Just just do better. And the booing will stop. You think You think Eagle fans really want to boo any Eagle? No. No, they don't. Hell, you didn't boo T.O. Once you accepted Michael Vick, you didn't boo his ass. You may not like the things that were on his resume. But once he became one of yours, man, absolutely. That's right, Chris. Cry me a river, dog. My grandpa used to say this. My aunt's going to get a kick out of this. When I used to get a little, like, I don't know, down, <laughs> my grandfather used to go like this. I go, what are you doing, Gramps? He goes, I'm playing a swinette. Do you guys know what a swinette is? My grandpa's going like this. You guys know what a swinette is? And I, it's three hair on a, it's three hairs on a pig's ass. <laughs> a little violin. <laughs> Johnny Ray, cry me a river. Hey, cry me a river. Three hairs on a pig's ass. My grandfather goes like this. The world's smallest uh, violin. <laughs> Eric, right? Hey, oh, man, you couldn't cry at my grandfather's house, dog. No way, man. Yeah, you know, I don't know if the coach likes me. My grandfather, he'd start doing this shit to me going, oh, the swinette comes out. 
<laughs> I told you before, man, when I got thrown out of Maryland, I was in my backyard doing this. I didn't know where I was going. You know, man, I'm one of those self-destruction AB kind of guys. So I did this. My grandfather sticks his head out the window and he starts doing this. What, what are you looking at? I go, he goes, you think that guy's going to help you? <laughs> he ain't going to help you. You don't get into college, kid. You're going in the army or you're going out in a boat with me. <laughs> you think that guy's helping you? He ain't helping you. Hell, the swine head. Three hairs on a pig's ass. <laughs> hey, let me take a time out, man. I'll talk Dallas, too. We have Brad Sham, the voice of the Cowboys, in hour number two. Guys, no question about it, man. I'm concerned about Sirianni going into the playoffs. I'll tell you why. We'll do it. Please hit that like button. We'll keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. 
Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Name's your kid, Hub. Big Sills, National Football Show. <laughs> oh, man. He, he's totally on my shit list, man. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. It's got to be the fastest show going right now, right, on YouTube, man. We just kill it, man. You guys have been dominating, by the way. Just absolutely dominating. Hey, real quick. Can somebody check something for me? Has Antonio Brown been cut by the Bucks yet? <laughs> well, from what I understand, like at 452 Eastern time, I, the Buccaneers have not cut Antonio Brown yet. Can I tell you why? I'd sign him in a second. If I were the Rams, after Woods goes out. Oh, hey. <laughs> Yo, okay. I don't believe. Hey, Philly, I don't believe it's because he's injured. Okay, Tony. Did TB12 step in? You think he walked into Jason Light, general manager in Bruce Arians' office and said, so you want that guy to go up to Green Bay? and give all our audibles out, or go to Los Angeles and give all of our audibles out, or go to any team in the NFC that we may have to face, like the Cowboys. I think Jerry Jones would find him, sign him in a minute. Wick, do you bring that mess to Philly? Do you bring that mess to Philly? I almost just went, hey, man, you got a guy in Houston that's got 22 rape allegations against him. This guy took his uniform off on the sideline. The more I see this thing here, the more I think I may tolerate that kind of stuff because today's athlete, guys, I saw LeBron James drinking a glass of wine on the bench two years ago in Los Angeles. I saw Tom Brady make a scene on the sidelines. I saw Tom Brady uh, tell a coach from New Orleans to go fuck himself right there in the middle of a game on national television. There's, hey. No, 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 Wick. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Wait a second here. Philly. For the playoffs only? Put A.B. on your team? Tell you what, he frightened the hell out of every – How about this? If you put Antonio Brown on the Philadelphia Eagles football team going into the Dallas game? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Would you put it past Jerry Jones not to sign that guy? Hey, guys, do you think Jerry Jones would sign Antonio Brown? Yes or no? You think the Cowboys would sign him? 
Didn't they just lose Gallup? Didn't, they, didn't the Cowboys just lose one of their um, wideouts to an injury? Wow. Larry the Hawk. Antonio Brown or Jalen Rager? Who do you want on your team? <laughs> right, right, Xander. Look at that. <laughs> Even if you had Antonio Brown as a punt returner. Big Chris, I'm not even saying one-year deal. I'm saying whatever how many games the postseason is. Right? Spa says A-B. Plus Jersey. Oh, my God. Howie Roseman and the owner of the Eagles with Jersey sales. Dude, if you could sign Michael Vick, who murdered dogs, you could sign a guy who took his jersey off on the sidelines and made an ass of himself. What's a bigger crime, really? One guy did time in Leavenworth. The other guy's doing time in a court of public opinion. Come on. Let's, let's, let's look for what it is. Is he a head case? Yes. Is he a, is he a Hall of Fame talent? Yes. The only reason we're having this conversation, it's kind of in jest, is because he is so super talented. Right? I'm not going to sign that guy because, let me tell you something, if that guy's just some dude, I'm not even having this conversation. AB over rigor, I like it. <laughs> Hey, think about that for a minute, man. Right? With the Eagles. See, but but here, here's the one thing, though, guys. You're trying to get away from drama. You know? And, and, and that also kind of goes into a little bit also when it comes to even a quarterback and the conversation we had throughout the first hour. Do you really want to have new drama, whether it be Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson? Right now, you've got low drama at that quarterback position. The most drama that Jalen Hurts has created this year is when he sent that letter to the Washington football team about the railing there going into the locker rooms, which I think was a sign of leadership. Big Chris says he's a diva. Okay, so what? I don't care. Got to manage divas. Michael Urban was a diva. By the way, Terrell Owens, okay? Fine ball player. Never broke the law, did he? I don't know. Was T.O. ever arrested for anything? Was he ever arrested? See, you guys have to look at it like this. Was, was Owens ever, like, um, arrested? I don't remember. I don't think so. So if I can't think about it, then I look at it like this. Hey, man, some of these guys, you have to babysit. Some of these guys, then, then, then Tio's never done anything that I wouldn't have on my team. That clubhouse cancer, guys, outside of McNabb, are you going to really tell me you're going to take the word of Jeff Garcia over a Hall of Famer in T.O.? Jeff Garcia, Tim Rattay, those quarterback stiffs outside of Young that he played with in San Francisco were atrocious. Wasn't like this guy played with Hall of Fame quarterbacks throughout his entire career because he didn't. McNabb and Young were probably the best he ever played with. When he was in Dallas, Tony Romeo. Tony Romeo. 
you know, when Tony Romeo talks on CBS with Nance, I always do this. I don't know. Why do I always think that Tony Romeo sounds more like he's Troy Aikman with his resume than, than like the fact that he only won like two playoff games. I think it's two playoff games. You know, you understand that Tony Romeo only won two playoff games. And I'm supposed to believe that that guy's some sort of superstar. <laughs> Tony Romeo. <laughs> I don't know, man. Right? A.B. Do you think the Rams would sign him? Less, less Snead and Kevin Demoff? I think they would seriously consider it. Philly says this, I think only one. So Tony Romeo only won one playoff game. And I'm going to listen to that guy broadcast the game like he was some sort of Super Bowl winning quarterback. Let me see. Jesus criminy. Okay, right? <laughs> I'm just sitting there listening. I'm going, again, you are who? It's like listening to Mark Sanchez. They got Mark Sanchez calling football games on Fox, and I'm like, okay, so Mark Sanchez did what again? Oh, yeah, well, he played a couple years. He was a stiff. I mean, oh, he got, oh, that's right. He got to a couple AFC championship games with a great running attack in New York with the Jets and Sexy Rexy. Oh, hey, Chris, he, Tony Romeo is a by far better broadcaster than he was player. You know, that guy holds the all-time record for most passing yards in Cowboy history. The butt fumble. One of the greatest videos you could ever YouTube is the butt fumble with Mark Franchise. The guy's a stiff. <laughs> Jessica Simpson, Hoss. Okay? You got me there on that one. Tony Romeo dated that chick. Is that right? Hey, Odell Beckham, he's becoming a factor. Now with the Rams, has he not? All right, let me take a timeout. We've got to start hour two up. Brad Sham, voice of the Cowboys, will be with us. I don't know why there's not a lot of love with this Cowboy Eagle week. What does Belichick say? No days off. Hit the like button. Keep it here. Hour two coming up right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Good day, everyone. It's Joe Krause from the Jacob Media Network here at Neck of the Woods. Uh, so excited to introduce Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA. It's just an incredible thing. I'm in my 18th year of Krause's Coats and with Brian's help and uh, Frank coming together here at Neck of the Woods. Krause's Coat Check, a cold IPA, was born on this day. We'll celebrate it on January 11th, and everyone is invited to enjoy it or to meet and experience the entire Jacob Media team and also experience Krause's Coaching, a cold IPA. Gentlemen, a toast, I think, to you for producing Krause's Coaching here at Neck of the Woods. Cheers. Cheers.
At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football show, your boy Big Sills. I got my Buck helmet hanging up there. You like that one better there? That's my Leroy Selma jersey. When I signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Leroy signed that for me because he knew that he um, was my idol growing up. That's why I wore 93 in college, was because of Leroy Selma. And back then, they didn't give out um, 90s numbers to defensive tackles back then and defensive linemen. So Leroy turned to six upside down or the nine upside down and made it a six. And that's why he wore 63 with the bucks, but he signed it for me and put my buck helmet up there. So what a great defensive football player, man. I love Leroy Solomon. What a dear friend he was too. Oh God. Say this to you, man. Leroy is the great one of the, how about this? I think if I'm not mistaken, me and Joe green and uh, Bill Belichick, when they were picking the top 100 players all time in the anniversary show, they said that he's the best 34 defensive end of all time. Okay? The best 34 uh, defensive end that's ever lived. Just a sensational player. By the way, you think Jalen Hurts, as we transition into this, you think Jalen Hurts can handle a guy like AB84? Before I get into that, I want I, I do want to bring this up here. So you hear the new rumors that Jim Harbaugh's potentially uh, going back to the National Football League? Why do you think that is? Why do you think Harbaugh all of a sudden now had an epiphany that potentially um, the NFL may be more suited for him? Best year he's had since he's been at Michigan. Beat Ohio State. Got a semifinal game. Smile says money. Okay. He's making nine and a half million dollars a year now. Why why do why do you think? <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey Rob, it's cool, but that was the ugliest uniform in NFL history. <laughs> you didn't like the creamsicles? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Hey, man. <laughs> Here's why Jim Harbaugh. It's cool, but it's young. <laughs> oh, man. Michigan's too cold for him? No. You know what it is? He realized the same thing that Lincoln Riley realized. You're going to the SEC, homeboy. When you got to play those big boys down there in the Southeastern Conference, you're going to get drugged. Like you're looking for a body in a lake. 
if you play in the Pac-12 or if you play in the Big Ten and you got to play against an SEC power like Georgia or Alabama or anybody at the – doesn't matter if – hey, by the way, you ever notice how everybody looks at the bowl count and always goes, hey, look, man, the SEC didn't have a very good bowl count. Yeah, because you're playing six and six SEC teams and your top team is 10 and two. It's never a fair matchup. It's a six and six SEC team versus an 11 and two Pac 12 team or, or Big 12 team. Give me a break, man. They have to play the lower end of the SEC just to be competitive with your upper end. But anybody who sits atop the SEC is going to kill you. Harbaugh, after getting his ass kicked by Georgia, went like this. I'm never in a million years going to win a national championship at Michigan. This is not happening. I am never going to win a national title. Lincoln Riley knew it, too, at Oklahoma. He went like this. I'm not going to the SEC. I'll never get to the Southeastern Conference championship game. Oklahoma is going to be roadkill. He got out before the house got lit on fire. He ran to a better job, I guess. He ran to an easier job. Brian Kelly, why do you leave? Who leaves Notre Dame? What coach in his right mind? Do we not agree Notre Dame head coach and Dallas Cowboy head coach, according to the media, according to the media, are the most high-profile football jobs in this country, right? Cowboys and Notre Dame. I would think those are two of the most undesirable jobs, too. You got to deal with Jerry. Then, on the other hand, you're never going to win a national title at Notre Dame because of the academic requirements. Easy, Xander. Easy. They don't want anything to do with the Southeastern Conference. It's the Premier League of college football. And now you see Caleb Williams and everybody, what they're doing. Who's going to pay me more? Who's going to give me more money? Team in the SEC? You're damn right. You're damn right. So Harbaugh's going like this. Do I take the Raider gig? Have complete control of the organization. Fire Mike Mayock. By the way, Trent Balky's the GM down in Jacksonville. He and Balky never got along, so he'd have to be 86 out of that Jaguar job. But do I think there's some true credence to the position that Jim Harbaugh may get back into the NFL? I do. Because he realized he's never going to – he is not going to get any better than what he did this year at Michigan. He'll never win. In his time in Ann Arbor, he's never been able to attract a big-time quarterback to Michigan. He's not a very good recruiter at the position. Come on, man. Don't let them tell you this. He'd be a great pick for the NFL. This guy's almost won 700% of his games as a win percentage in the NFL. He would be. He would be. Michigan is as good as it will get was this year. You know, finally on this, because I, I don't want to bore anybody to death with it, but remember something. Michigan's not some national power. It's not like they win national championships. I think they have won and it's shared over the last 70 years. It's not like that team wins national titles. They don't. Michigan will never be what Ohio State is. Shep Beckler made it as close as it could get. And you know, in his 
27 years or 28 years there, I think he finished second once. Come on, man. All right. Let me throw this at you here. Jalen Hurts could get a great lesson on having Antonio Brown on the Eagles. It could be a good lesson. Hey, man, you've got to learn how to deal with all types of personalities when you're a quarterback. Tom Brady dealt with a murderer. Tom Brady had a murderer in the locker stall next to him. Had Antonio Brown stay at his house. Had a guy who was accused of sexual assault and Corey Dillon. Brady dealt with all those guys. Yeah, it's not just Julian Edelman, Wes Welker, and Amendola. Dealt with all the crazy people around him. Right, Lawrence Aaron Hernandez. Belichick and Brady used to Keep an eye on Aaron Hernandez because they knew they had to every day. There's text messages to prove it from Belichick. Sorry, Brown. Thank you, Joey. By the way, please hit the like button. Guys, if you're new to the program, again, I appreciate everybody coming in here, man. James, stop it. It's Aaron Rodgers' hand down. Hey, also, Brad Champ, bottom of the hour, the legendary voice of the Cowboys. Get his thoughts, Cowboys and Eagles. Why does this not feel like normal Eagles Cowboy Week? Oh, I know why. Because the media and the organizations are downplaying the game. Is that why? God, I hate that. I hate letting off the gas pedal. Philly says because no one is playing. (laughs) So you should just lose? Philly, so they should just lose. The Eagles should just lose the game? Just put all the backups in and not care? How would that go over in your city? Oh, let's just put the third team guys in. Well, wait a minute. You're paying – you're still paying $350 to go to a game at the Lincoln Financial, aren't you? You're not getting a day off. But that's okay for you? If I was a player like Jason Kelsey on that team, I'd be like this. Hey, man, you'd pay 350 bucks to go to a game. Okay? Okay, then the fans should get a payoff, right? These guys have price tickets then, right? Adam says this. I think Nick will either bench the starters, or play the O and D in the first two series. So, Adam, he's going to play it like a preseason game? Man, that sucks. Yeah, but you would risk Hurts getting his knee knocked out. True. Hey, by the way, can I tell you something awful? Okay? If you were on the Dallas Cowboys and there was a chance that you had to play the Eagles, would you go for Hertz to get him out? $9 beers. Jesus, criminy. God. My Coronas are 16 bucks a six. Thank God. 
right? That's kind of expensive, though. I'd love to see what Jalen Hurts could do with a guy like Antonio Brown. You think A.B. would listen to him or have respect for him? I do. I do. I think he'd have respect for him. Man, I'd love to have A.B. for one game against the Rams. You imagine Antonio Brown. Devontae Smith would be wide open. Dallas Goddard would own the seam. Can you target him 14 times? I don't care. Would you put A.B. on your football team for one game? Remember something, man. You're not obligated to anything here. Hey, and I got one for you. Alexander, you ready? Sign it because of COVID. Well, we don't have enough players, you know. We got guys on the COVID list. Come up with any lie you can. Just so everybody can feel good about themselves. You signed that guy and he, hey, and by the way, I saw the same thing y'all did, and I thought it was egregious, too, on the sidelines. But then after I really had, you know, some common sense come into my world and think about some of the things that I've seen in football, he didn't break any laws. He didn't do anything that was hurtful to anybody else but himself. He acted up because this is who he is, right? (laughs) Hey, Xander's starting a hashtag. We should start this hashtag. I'm with AB. <laughs> hey, it tag hurts with it. Hey, Jalen, go to Howie Roseman and everybody in the Philadelphia organization, go up to Howie's office, sign Antonio Brown if they cut him. Hey, and by the way, really funny the Bucks haven't cut him. You're talking this into existence, Joe. <laughs> Uh, wait a minute you mean I'm like Angelo right that's Angelo's show every day Monday through Friday talking shit into reality right if you say it enough hashtag um, (laughs) NFC NFC East Beast hashtag AB normal hey how about this hashtag AB and Eagle one game Hey, oh my God, smile. That's a great. Hey, guys, if you needed, if you were the um, Philadelphia 76ers, would you sign Dennis Rodman? You know, Rodman is the greatest non seven foot rebounding freak in the history of the NBA, right? Only him and Russell are like under seven feet and exceptional. Thank you, Larry. Would you guys sign? Would the Sixers sign? Would Daryl Morey sign? Would he sign Dennis Rodman if he was available or somebody cut him after what he did? Remember that scene and how he acted on the bench there in San Antonio? Would you sign him after that? Guy gets 18 boards a night, man. Me too, Paul. I love the worm, dog. Yeah, Jordan was instrumental. Because Jordan knew you have a guy like that on your team, you're going to win titles. Dude is the greatest. How about this? He was Draymond Green before Draymond Green. 
And if you're asking me who I would take, I'll take Dennis Rodman over Draymond Green any day. Dennis Rodman is a three-time defensive player of the year in the NBA. Three-time defensive player. As many rebounding titles, I think, as will. But he wore a dress. He was a freak show. This is the beauty of a head coach like Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson's one of these guys, folks. Watch this. He's got all the plates. He's spinning them. You, hey, personally, I think Dennis Rodman was the lesser of the cancer on the team. I actually think the true cancer on that team was Scottie Pippen and his bitch ways. Here, here, but, but here's Phil. That's a sign of a good coach, right? You imagine how good this would be a learning lesson if you put Antonio Brown on the Eagles for Nick Sirianni on being able to – you shouldn't 86 those guys out of your locker room. Jimmy Johnson had guys like that all the time on his football team. Okay? It's our time, Philly. What's up there, man? I appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. I loved you too, man. He also slept with Carmen Electra. Jeremiah Scotty is a legend. Jordan ain't winning those titles without him. Carmen Electra. Seen her in person. More of a smoke show in person. Trust me when I tell you. A.B. Smith and Goddard. Hey, hey, Xander, put that hashtag up again. So Jalen Hurts will go into the game against the Buccaneers with Antonio Brown, knowing their audibles, knowing their offensive game plan, knowing their playbook, knowing their defensive scheme, knowing their habits. This is sounding better. Hey, I know this is almost unrealistic, but wait a minute. Yeah, think about if you signed it. So if the Buccaneers right now, in my opinion, are afraid to cut them because they don't know who they're going to match up against. He's still on the roster. He's no longer on the football team. Well, that ain't true, Bruce. That ain't true. A.B. is still part of the Buccaneer active roster. And you don't think Jason Light, Tom Brady, and Bruce Arians are doing this? Even if you were the Rams, wouldn't you sign the guy just to get the intel from the guy? Am I playing him? If I'm signing him, I'm playing him. W2 says it's not going to happen. Then why haven't the Bucs cut him? Oh, it's over, you know, contract. Give me a break. When the NFL doesn't want you on the team, bro, they'll come up with any excuse to get your ass. They could, you know what they could get him off with? They don't have to worry about injury. They could do this, conduct detrimental to the team. It's written in all of our contracts. It voids everything with no pay. But what happens when you do that? When you fire a guy with conduct detrimental, he can sign with anybody. Buccaneers are concerned about this. He acted up 
it actually a time that kind of is beneficial to him. Okay, cut me. Let's see if the Rams or the Cowboys or the Packers will sign me. You think they want one? Wait a minute. So Aaron Rodgers, who's a freak show himself, goes to management with the Packers and says, you imagine this guy on the other side, Adams? <laughs> I don't even want to think about that, man. Packers ain't losing the game then. So you have, yeah, oh my God, Adams and AP on the same offensive huddle? How about this? Let me bring him into Dallas. Dallas signed Greg Hardy. Do you remember that? Dallas signed Greg Hardy. There were people protesting outside of the facility. Hit the like button. I got to bring this up with Brad Sham, man. I do. Okay? I got to we got to do this, man. I just absolutely love it. And I got to tell you something. The expectations in Dallas, my friends. Dak Prescott would have had to thrown for 7,000 yards this year, 50 touchdowns, rush for 1500 yards and the Cowboys had to be uh 17 and 0 to live up to the expectations. So what I'm saying here is the realistic expectations in Dallas are unrealistic. Let's bring in our friend, the legendary voice of the Dallas Cowboys. He is my friend, Brad Sham. He joins us here on the National Football Show. Brad, am I right when I say Dak had to throw for 7,000 yards this year, 1,500 yards rushing, 17-0 for everyone to say, oh, he lived up to the contract. Give me your sense of how Only, you only if they won every game by three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your sense of this season for the Cowboys and how you've seen and how this thing has played out for them this year. It's been a season of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Dan, where they, they have exceeded uh, most reasonable expectations going into the year. And the problem that they made for themselves was that they, they uh, performed offensively so well in the first uh, part of the year that um, they created those unrealistic expectations on the part of the fan base. Now, what fans don't care about is that you guys who play defense, you watch tape. And when the first half of the year goes, you've now got eight games worth of tape. Someone's going to do some stuff. And so now it's incumbent on the offensive staff to be able to counter what that counter is it's a chess game and uh, some days they didn't do it very well some days they did it just fine and um, then the defense came on nobody expected um, Micah Parsons to be the revelation that he's been although I would like to be on record and I am here as saying before the draft that was the guy I thought they should take uh, but he's been a revelation Nobody could have uh, imagined certainly the statistics that he's put up, which are only statistics, but he impacts the game. And um, when they got Demarcus Lawrence back, broke his foot after the first game, and then he was out for most of the year. And it was like getting a whole new player that they hadn't had. And then, and the same thing with Neville Gallimore who's really a good player, defensive tackle, kind of dynamic, um, not Aaron Donald, not Randy White, 
but um, a guy who makes a difference. Well, and he he got hurt in the <clears throat> excuse me in the second preseason game. They didn't have him until the time they got uh, Lawrence back, and then Gregory has has advanced and, uh, as you would have hoped, and he's he's a dynamic player. So now all of a sudden the defense is legitimate, um, but the offense is what sells tickets and what everybody doesn't doesn't matter if you win, you have to win pretty. And uh, so they'll, they'll, I guarantee you, there will be uh, angst, gnashing of teeth and hand wringing uh, right up until they go into that playoff game against probably either the Cardinals or the Rams. And then we'll see. Do, do you buy into the national narrative that Dak struggled this year? I almost never buy into any national narrative because uh, national media have the job of getting readers, listeners, and viewers. They don't have the job of being right, of being accurate, of following a football team and knowing what's going on. So it's an easy oversimplification to say that he struggled at times. Let's not forget the, uh, the injury that he had last year. Then, then he had a, a muscular injury in his throwing arm in training camp. Oh, that's it. He's done. He won't be. Oh, oh well, wait a minute. Maybe I guess he's not done. Uh, and then on the last play of the game in New England, on, excuse me while I look at my calendar, on the 17th of October, uh, he, he pulled a calf muscle. And there's no question that some of this, so he missed, they had a bye, and then he missed a game, which they won. And then um, in the next four games, three of them were struggles offensively. And so that national narrative that you're talking about is, well, there's something wrong with his leg. And there's just no medical evidence that there has been anything wrong with his leg. I can't speak to you about what his real confidence in, um, his calf is or was, although now I think, I don't think there's any question about it now. He's been running a little bit more, but I mean, he certainly had some games where he struggled, um, on balance. I think, I think you'd have to say, you'd have to say the guy had a pretty good year. And, and I think that he's a guy they're very confident having at the helm as they go into the playoffs. Do you agree, Brad, that the money, and the cowboy star gets in the way of the evaluating of him. Hundred percent. The, the 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 money gets in the way of evaluating every player anywhere, and the cowboy star gets in the way of evaluating every player here. Yeah, of course. Sure, he's got to live up to a different standard. But that's okay. He's signed up for that. He knew he he understands what it is. He he knew that he look when you play quarterback in this town. You have two Hall of Famers who live here and are visible in the community, literally looking over your shoulder every day. And you have to live up to them. And that's not to even mention Romo, who who he supplanted uh, by injury. And so, yeah, you, that there's... It's crowded. That gets crowded in that backfield when you got three other quarterbacks in there like that. Sure, but he knew that. He's he's understood that all along. 
Absolutely. And Roger Stahlback and Troy Aikman, I think Aikman's even got his own local radio show there too. So everybody's visible in that town when they're talking the quarterback position. And I, I, I want to lead you over here to this, you know, one of the greatest assistant coaches that you guys have had over the last 15, 20 years has been Sean Payton. How much do you put into Dan Quinn and what he's brought to this team this year and his importance? Because it looks like this could be one of the best hires that Jerry and Steven have had when it comes to putting somebody on a coaching staff. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt because the people they hired with Mike McCarthy last year were not prepared to handle the pandemic and all of the, you know, no preseason, no offseason, and some of the players, the veteran players they signed did not work out. They weren't good signs. Now, mostly the same people doing the signing this year, although I think Quinn had some influence on some of those players. But there's no question that Quinn, and I say there's no question because I asked the players, what's the difference? And they all say, well, it's Quinn. It's, it's his approach. It's his scheme. It's mostly the way he just kind of lets them play. And uh, he, But he's got a clue now defensively. Um, and, and then they have had – they drafted well. They, you know, they added Parsons. They added Oso Digizua. Chauncey Golston has been a nice addition. I think – I don't know if they'll really see it this year, but – Kelvin Joseph, the second-round pick, cornerback, looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. And then, then they added eight guys as veteran free agents who all made the team and contributed. Now, Danny, you know that's a lot. Oh, yeah. Eight guys from other teams. And um, seven of the eight continue to be regular contributors. And the only one who's not is Brett Urban. Who's, who's hurt. He's on injured reserve, and he's a really good, especially run-playing defensive tackle. I wish they still had him. But, he, but he's been around and been involved. But Quinn has taken all these – now, he, he's not the only one, and he would be the first to tell you. He brought Joe Witt from Atlanta, and he's done a great job with the secondary. They, they had George Edwards last year, and George Edwards is a tremendous football coach. He was here many years ago. He was Mike Zimmer's defensive coordinator on top five defenses in Minnesota for a long time. He's been a lot of places, and they've empowered him more. They gave him more of a role this year, and you can see the improvement in the linebackers and the entire defense. So Quinn has let his defensive position coaches do their jobs, but there's no doubt. I mean, if um, I'm not sure who's been a better assistant coach in the league. I know they there's now an award for the assistant coach of the year. I, I can't think of anyone who'd be more deserving of it than Dan Quinn. Let's get to Zeke here. Um, you know, I, I try to explain to people one of the reasons why you look at the first two years of his career, he was asked to do more. He was asked to carry the ball more. Now you're looking at the amount of passes that go into a game with Dak Prescott. Anytime you see that number go up, the carries are going to go down. Production is going to go down. So where are you, Brad, on, on Ezekiel Elliott is what a lot of people are saying. We're looking about – we're talking about a guy who's on the back nine here because running backs sometimes lose their tread faster than other running backs. Or do you think it's just because of production, or is it both? I think it's a little of both. I think the guy in Tennessee right now is the only veteran <laughs> running back 
And remember that that was a questioned pick because they had DeMarco Murray, uh, who they got from here. And, um, you know, I think he he's he's turned out to be phenomenal and he's the only veteran running back who is really still doing what he's doing. Um, six years in with as many touches, it's because Zeke doesn't just run with the ball. As you indicated, he catches it a lot and he's a hell of a blocker. And so he's very involved in all aspects of the passing game. And six years in, that's a tough toll. There's a reason that not many running backs are as productive after about the fourth year. Again, Henry's the, uh, really the, uh, the outlier for this generation of backs. Now, I still think Zeke's a really good player. He has not been healthy. He's had something with his knee. Nobody will say what it is, but he's been wearing a brace since a little bit before midseason. He certainly does not have the explosion that he did a couple of years ago. Um, and he has shown it a little bit at times this year. And I think that the knee injury has impacted him. I think the um, all of the run blocking has not been exactly what they would like it to be all the time. And they've had people in and out of the offensive line, but every team has that usually. I think he's, I mean, the numbers say to you that he is not as explosive as he was. But he's still a really good player. He's a really good football player. He's a valuable piece to the puzzle. They have Tony Pollard as a great second back. Pollard's got over 700 yards rushing as the second back. And, I, you know, I think Zeke needs, I don't know, 15 or 20 yards or something Saturday to get to 1,000, which – I understand it's a 17th game, and once upon a time, they were playing 14 games. And then 1,000 meant something, and then it didn't mean anything. Now, it would mean something to him. And he's still a really good player. You just uh, are unfair if you judge him by 2018 standards. Very few running backs can hold up the same for six years. Doesn't mean he can't play. A couple last questions here for you, Brad. you know, going into this Eagle game this weekend, are the Cowboys, I mean, do you have any inclination of what this game, and by the way, just so you know, I, I'm based in Philly, so everybody's sitting there going, it's Cowboy week. These guys, I I, I hate the Cowboys, overrated, overhyped, so I want you to know that. So, No, Dan, you- Dan, I've been, this will be, uh, the, I think, the 43rd time I've gone with a Cowboys team to Philadelphia to <laughs> do a game. Okay, I know. That's the place where, when both teams are good, the buses get egged. It's the only place. I know all about the Philadelphia. <laughs> How do you think the Cowboys are going to approach this game this weekend? What they are saying right now is that they're going to go play their players and win the game. Uh, Micah Parsons checked into the COVID list today, so there's a slight chance he could play. I would say more than likely it would be difficult. Uh, Elliot, they asked Elliot that yesterday. He said, I'm playing. No one, no one would dare ask Prescott because he, he is playing. I, I, if it was me, you know, their offense didn't have quite as smooth a game as they would have liked against the Cardinals last week. I, I don't know if I wouldn't like to see him play at least a half. Uh, and then I think, uh, I might like to have Tyron Smith take a rest for a half. I might like to see 
Zach Martin not put in harm's way. Um, they already, they've lost Michael Gallup. So now I don't know how much more of Amari Cooper and CD lamb you need to see this week. They've got other players. Uh, it sounds to me like the Eagles aren't going to play. I mean, right now they've got 12 guys on the COVID list, but because of the five day rule, most of them could come back on Saturday, but it, just reading between the lines, it sounds like Coach Sirianni is not terribly inclined to play them. And so if they're not playing, then I don't know if you get as much playing your ones against their twos for a full game. But I would not, I wouldn't sit them all. Uh, I think there's, you know, Mike McCarthy has said, that he's done it both ways. He's gone into the last game and played everybody. He's gone into the last game and sat everybody. And he said, none of it works. It never, something always goes wrong. So you just have to know your team. Um, you, you, you kind of take their temperature, which is one thing he's been really good at this year. And, uh, and I think you, you, you know, whether you share it or not as coaches, you know what you want to see from your team in this game, that they don't have to make it to play uh, to get into the playoffs. Now, they do have the slight disadvantage that they're playing the night before everybody else. And so the, the teams, you know, you would hate to uh, kind of go out there uh, like a bunch of slappies, lose the game, and then all of a sudden – the Rams lose and Tampa loses, and if you'd won, you'd have had the second seed, something like that. But you can't control that. So you have to decide what's best for your team. And my guess is that for at least a big chunk of the game, we'll see their team. Finally here, Michael Parsons, do you think he is the most impactful defensive player that the Cowboys have had since Haley? Oh, since Haley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, sure, for sure. They, they've rarely had, if ever – a guy like him, uh, <laughs> I get into it with, I, I I know they wanted a corner, and they would have taken either Sertan or Horn, even though they had Parsons rated above them because they needed a corner. Um, the, the guy has done, I, I happened to see him, uh, I did the Cotton Bowl that they played in Memphis two years ago, and I watched a bunch of their tape before that, so I'd seen him playing football. And the guy's just different. And uh, now now some of the people who didn't want to draft him at all, now they want to make him a full-time defensive end. And I'm saying, why would you do that? Why would you tie one hand? Of a guy? The guy's got 12 sacks or whatever he's got rushing from everywhere. And, he, and his greatest contributions, I think, are being a ball hawk and a spy and going from sideline to sideline and making plays all over the field. So – you know, Haley changed their team when he came in training camp in 92. They were good. They had been a playoff team the year before, but they didn't have a dynamic pass rusher like Charles. And that wasn't even the best of Charles. Yeah. The two or three years he played here, uh, he, he started to have some serious back issues. But when they got him, it just changed the way offenses play. You know how to totally account for him. The thing that's been fun to watch just as a football fan is, you know, Demarcus Lawrence, a pretty good player. Randy Gregory is a pretty good player. Um, Trayvon Diggs has had a decent year. They've gotten a lot more than anybody knew was in J. Ron Curse at safety. He's probably given them the best 
safety play they've had since Darren Woodson was playing. And so now here's Parsons, who's I'm I don't mind if he rests this week, but I'm disappointed to just miss an opportunity to see him play if he doesn't come back from the COVID list. And he just does so many things in in, in rushing the passer and in covering the field that I think it's very hard not to agree with your statement that he's the most impactful defensive player that they've had since Charles. I tweeted a couple of weeks ago that we might be, we, we may, I said may, we may be looking at the most dynamic Dallas defense since the late 70s. Doomsday. Not the best necessarily because this team is still very young on defense and finding itself. But that team in the 70s. As good as Doomsday? I didn't say that. I said dynamic. Okay. By dynamic, I mean game wreckers, game changers, players who disrupt. You're talking about Randy White, Ed Jones, Harvey Martin, Cliff Harris, Charlie Waters. Yeah. Those were dynamic, <laughs> impactful, disruptive players. And they obviously had some great defenses in the 90s. I think they led the league in scoring defense yep. in 92 when they won yep. the Super Bowl. Yep. yep. But um, most of those, you know, Woodson in 92 was a rookie, didn't play that much. Yep. And, and, and Ken Norton was a tremendous player. I love Ken Norton, but he wasn't Micah Parsons. And, uh, uh, you know, Tony Tolbert and Jim Jeffcoat were really good players. I'm not sure either one of them is Gregory or Lawrence. So I'm just – I didn't say best. I said dynamic, but I think they have a chance to be the most dynamic defense that they've had in about 40 years. And that's a big part of why they're in the playoffs. Absolutely. The man who was involved in the snowball game with Eagles and Cowboys – has seen it all. It should be an interesting game on Saturday, and it should be an interesting playoff run. Brad, you always take time for me, my friend. I love you, man. Thank you so much for doing Happy this. Happy New Year, Danny. Good to see you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hit the like button, guys. We'll respond to what Brad Sham just said. We'll get to your thoughts. Wow. Dynamic defense. And I didn't know this, so maybe a little bit of breaking news. Michael Parsons has been put on the COVID list. What does that mean for this weekend? We'll hit on that. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. This is Joe Krause of Krause's Coats inviting you to donate a slightly worn coat or jacket and help veterans stay warm this winter. Go to Krause's Coats on Facebook to help those who've served. Have a happy holiday. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just 
disappears. The city of Philadelphia sparkles during the Christmas holiday season with an array of colorful light displays and illuminated Christmas trees donated or installed for free by the talented electricians of IBEW Local 98. To learn more about who we are, what we do, and career opportunities at IBEW Local 98, visit us at www.ibew98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. As a hardworking American, you've never experienced how tough life can be until now. A catastrophic injury while working on the job. A personal injury from someone else's negligence. Turned away by other law firms in the region who didn't bother to learn your story. It's time to meet the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm and managing partner Brian Fritz. Badly injured? Call the Fritz and Beyond Cooley Law Firm. Find out why they say, we got this. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. You guys kill me, man. Dan Cilio, National Football Show. Hit the like button, please. Cilio, I don't give a shit about the Cowboys. I could care less. You're playing them this weekend. Brad gave you some insight, man. Parsons is on the COVID list. He's probably not playing. (laughs) Cilio, I'm going to go get a hamburger. I'll be right back. Let me know when that fucker's off. Easy. Easy. Oy vey. (laughs) I don't want to know anything. I don't care. He was boring, silly. Jeff, he was boring because do you know he is the Merrill Reese of Dallas? Wait, excuse me. Hey, Jeff goes, I took a shower, silly. (laughs) I washed my car. Oh, good. He's gone. I'm ready. Oh my God! Oh my! I'm I'm watching your. By the way, I read your comments. Why get that fucker off? You care about them dudes? <laughs> Cowboys suck. Dak's overrated. Dak Piscott. I don't care. Oh my God, man! I mean, <laughs> beast. Why do you do that? You take me off my train of thought when you act like that. Tony, man, I mean it, man. I love. By the way, I do love it. I do. Give a shit about the Cowboys, dog. Haven't we told you? <laughs> Merrill Reese would kick his ass. I'd love to see those two guys in the Donnie Brook. Hey, Tony, man, I, I really, I'm reading all the comments. Fuck this guy. Get him out of here. I'm bored. Xander's like this. Yeah, yeah it's Cowboys. I hate him. 
Losers, Cowboys aren't America's team anymore. The Patriots, hey, <laughs> hey, Brad has been to 43 games between Philly and Cowboys. Eagles forever. All right, Lords. So wait a minute. Only Eagle people, right? You'd rather hear a guy from Geno's on than hear a guy that you're going to play against and maybe give you a little insight. Guy said that Zeke's not the same player. That's the play-by-play voice. <laughs> I'm reading the comments, man. Hey, Eric, man. Classic stuff, man. You guys, it's I, I actually it's awesome though. I can't tell you how because hey, Brad texts me, he goes, Eagle fans, man. I was reading some of the comments, man. Jesus criminy. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey, they're kicking my ass. Get him out of here. Zeke's done. <laughs> hey, Tony, thank you, man. I, I can't tell you how we Xander and I appreciate you guys coming aboard our show like that, man. We thank you very much. By the way, it's not just my show. It's Xander's show, too. Okay? Honestly, we're a team here with this thing. We make this bad puppy roll, baby. Ain't just big sales. I learned that a long time ago. I used to think it was just all me until I went to a market that I failed, like in Miami and San Diego stopped, too. Right here. Yeah. When you got shitty people around you, you have no chance for success. That's really in anything in life, right? Jeff, thank you, brother. Give Xander some love there. Xander, put that up. Thank you, Xander. I want that. Team Sill. Maybe that's a better one there, Xander. Team Sill. I like that. Maybe that's a little bit better, okay? Oh, hey, by the way, just so you know, Xander says he spelled his name wrong. You don't get love for that. True Philly form. <laughs> Spelled the name. I sp hey, by the way, what do you, what, one of the guys from Philly, I spelled Peyton Manning's name wrong. I put it with an A in it instead of an E. Sills, love you, but come on. That's number three. I was like, wait a minute. Merrill Lynch and Rasul Robinson. Now Peyton Manning spelled with an A. You guys are like elephants. You don't forget shit. <laughs> you guys don't forget anything. <laughs> Six nine goes Xander who? <laughs> Can I tell you guys something though? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you guys something. Other host, if you do that too and do that shit too, and like you prod them, Chernobyl meltdowns. <laughs> guys insulting me. Oh my god. What do you know? I've been doing this for 100 years. You know, they start throwing your resume at you. I like it. <laughs> I like it because you know why? It reminds me of my Italian house. <laughs> Nobody was blowing their horn in my house. Everybody got read the riot act. And if you start blowing your horn and you started tooting your own shit, <laughs> hey, what have you ever done? Who are you? Oh, that's right. Big hero. I got a picture of me that was on every publication when I sacked the quarterback in the Fiesta Bowl. My grandfather used to run around the house going like this because I had my hands up after I had the sack. My grandfather used to go, I go, what are you doing? What are you doing? Ugh, Matt Hatter. 
we need to get some Sills t-shirts and hats. So we, hey man, that would be dope. That would be cool, dude. Big Sills hats and Big Sills shirts probably make a killing. I got a great logo for that too, right? A big kiss my ass sign. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man. Hey, hey, just listening. Chris goes like this. Mike Missinelli, every single person on here. Yeah, because Mike's a little bit soft. He can't take getting hammered. I like getting hammered. I think that was okay to say. Hey, by the way, Chris, so you know, that guy wrote a book about me. Your afternoon guy in the Fanatic wrote a book about me and Jerome Brown. It's on the internet. This guy talked about me like I was Jesus Christ. Not kidding. Xander started reading some of it. He goes, holy shit, look what this guy's saying. This guy wrote this bestseller book about me and Jerome and the night we played Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl. Couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe what was being said. Hey, how about that, though, man? Cannoli would be, oh, my God, a gigantic cannoli. Yeah. Big Sills. Team Big Sills. No, Big Sills Army. Giant cannoli on it. Right? Do we, do we have chocolate chips in the cannoli or not? No? What's the best cannoli place in Philly, by the way? <laughs> What's the best cannoli? Do cannoli places in California? They ain't out here. Holy cow, when you want a good cannoli, no way. Pizza's average, too. Yeah, pizza's average. The scoongeal, it's nowhere to be seen. I have to order it on the internet to get scoongeal here. I don't know what the hell we eat back east, especially in South Philly. You have no idea. Hey, 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 Ken, maybe we should break out the Jerome Brown jersey. Maybe I need to get a JB jersey and wear it, right? Grandma's house, East Side Monster. <laughs> Pizza sucks in LA. Yeah, <laughs> Paul. Dude, that's not only that's not all. They put marshmallows on it too. You know what I mean? <laughs> they put cream puffs and marshmallows on their pizza in LA. Hey, what's your favorite what's your favorite pizza place in Los Angeles? Um Cousin Leone's. What, what's their top pizza? Marshmallow pie. What? You mean like a big wheel? No. They put snowflakes and marshmallows on their pizza. Good for you, James. <laughs> hey, James, as soon as James Dean, as soon as my kid gets done playing at Grand Canyon University, okay, I'm out. California pizza. Is there such a thing? Jesus, Ramini. So the Cowboys, hey, they said the Cowboys are going to play as many. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. But maybe Parsons is not going to play this week. Parsons doesn't play. Man, if I'm the Eagles, man, I want to win that game. Right? I want to win that game, man. <laughs> But, hey, he, he, Kami Cali, man. We already had a little taste of that earlier, man. I want Xander jersey. Who's Xander? 
<laughs> hey, man. Who's freaking Zay? Oh, okay. Oh, him. Okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, hey, I promise we're going to get somebody from Philly tomorrow. No more Cowboy. I, I was thinking of getting Drew Pearson, or I was thinking of getting somebody like maybe Michael Irvin, but you guys don't want any of that. You guys only want Philadelphia, guys. All right, man. Hey, I'll stop the emails. You guys are crazy, man. I appreciate you guys, man. You guys were awesome once again. Please hit the like button. If you missed any of the show, please go back and watch it, share it, like it with anybody, man. Till tomorrow, 4 to 6. I love you guys. Thank you so much, man. I totally appreciate you guys. We'll see you tomorrow, and we'll see you on the flip side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.